So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, no stupid Questions. Hello, stupid everybody. This week's up, folks? It's for real. It's with for real. T-Leak like, and Jag. Rah, rah, like a dungeon drag. What's up? No, no <laughs> specific no order. I love No Stupid <laughs> Questions show. <laughs> Can we curse on this show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Time is a question for today. No. Rah, 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 like All right. So, Question. No stupid question. Welcome to this episode. My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of No Stupid Questions. You have Jag in the house and T Leak. How you doing, T Leak? I am doing pretty well, pretty well as far as uh, things things can go in this environment. Okay, okay. <laughs> and of course, you got to remember this is the show where we have two smart people and one stupid question, or so we thought. T. Lee, what you got for today? So today's question is something that's been really, really nagging at me actually for a while. And I think this, I'm going to call it this pimple we've had on the, (laughs) on the face of society is really coming to a head. Um, Some might even say it has busted. (laughs) So the question is, do we live in a post facts society? Post-facts society. World, so I'm going to give my answer whatever. to that question. Okay. Um, and assuming what post-facts means, what are you I'm going to say means, yes. Well, I'm assuming it means that facts don't matter that much. Um, and what really matters is people's feelings or emotions or their instincts. Mm. So regardless of the facts, they make up a story and conduct their lives by it. And my answer to that is going to be unequivocally, yes, we live in a post-facts world. Well, we must be having the same nightmares because my answer is unequivocally yes (laughs) and it's giving me nightmares so you know i i may have a we we still have something to talk about here because i think we've been living we've been living in a post-facts world for a very long time i don't think this is a new thing um so why are your nightmares new interesting um, I'm going to want to know a little bit more about that. But I, I will say that I think this, this, this pimple has been there for a while. But it was, you know, under the skin to start. I'm going to keep my analogy going, damn it. <laughs> under the skin okay. to start. So not visible. Pretty graphic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it has gradually grown bigger and bigger to the point that it is so obvious we were trying to do something about it and all we're doing is making it worse all we're doing is um digging it deeper and scarring our skin <laughs> yes i've taken this analogy as far as it could possibly go 
I'm not sure. It may, we may be able to bring it back. We may be able to get more out of it. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Is that, that pun intended? We can get more out of it? <laughs> that now, that pun you, was when intended. You, when you pop a bump. <laughs> All right. So, so I agree with dig you deep sometimes. that it's, oh, that it's been around. I'm sorry. All I can think about is the, the show on Netflix called Pimple Popper. And I've seen a couple of YouTube videos of excerpts from that show. And it's digging deep and getting more out of it can, can be more than you, you bargain for. So we can take this analogy pretty far using those videos. But anyway, <laughs> Um, back to the horrible truth <laughs> of us living in a post-fact society. I agree that it's been around for a while. In certain phases, I think it has exploded, literally and figuratively, um, to, to harken back to our analogy, in the, in the most recent pandemic specifically, right, where facts and the data, we've talked about this on previous shows, are absolutely critical to decision making. And I, I, and this, this is why this has come up for me as a real nightmare is, I don't know what to think anymore. I thought it's okay, okay. as long as I know the facts. It's okay as long as we have the facts. I don't know if we have them. And I don't know if I know them. So I don't feel equipped to make decisions at the level that I would like to and think I need to. Okay. So, I mean, there's, there are a lot of, there are a lot of issues there, uh, especially when you bring up the pandemic. Um, you know, one interesting thing, I was reading an article and unfortunately I can't cite the article, but um, it was saying that we don't understand the 1918 flu um, yet. <clears throat> in 2020. So how do we expect to collect enough data and to have enough study of coronavirus to, to really come up with some informed decisions? Because something that happened 102 years ago, we still don't understand. Um, and and that, that struck me because I have always said, we got to have the facts, we have got to have the data to make sure we make informed decisions. Um, and, but let's put that aside for a moment. Because the, the pandemic is very complex. The, the virus is something that does need some studying and it's going to take um, the best minds and the best computers to, to come up with um, a way to describe this scenario. But I think there are more simple things that uh, we have done a horrible job with because of our tendency to not believe in the facts. Um, I mean, the, an, an obvious thing that jumps out is the whole racial tension uh, and the lies and um, just absence of any scientific basis whatsoever had, has allowed people to, to, to feed on their feelings, their instincts, their beliefs, and ignore the science. Um, but that's been with us in America for 400 years. Uh, in, the, in the world for a lot longer than that. And it's been, it's not just white and black that has happened in several societies with, with several different people. So I, I guess I agree it's a bad thing, um, but I'm not sure how, I'm not sure when we ever lived, when humans ever lived in any other way. Um, so unfortunately, I think it's here to stay. So, okay, go back to what you were saying. I'm not sure I understand your point about um, 
I thought you were bringing in the some of the latest racial things that happened, but I think you're you're talking about a, a legacy of ignoring the race facts. Right. So so t- I'm sorry. Give me a little more on that. I'm not sure. I understand well, exactly I mean, if you really at. look at if you really look at the DNA of human beings, there's very little difference between the races. If you if you look at at a DNA level. Um, yet we've always made these stories or people in power have always made stories about some race supremacy um, that just has no basis in facts whatsoever. Um, the racial differences um, have no basis in fact whatsoever. I mean, people have claimed that certain people were more intelligent than others, um, you know, more inclined to leadership than others. And, you know, it's just garbage. But we have our certain people have allowed themselves to believe that they, they feel it. And so they reacted upon it. Um, and that's what I was talking about. Those have been with us for a very long time. And I'm not sure how we, how we solve that problem in a short period of time. So, you know, another way to ask this question, I think um, you, you and I have, have spoken about this is this concept of facts versus truth, right? And I think it's a, it's a well-known phrase that you have his truth, her truth, or their truth, our truth, and the truth. <laughs> so that right. suggests that there are right. many, many truths, right? And those Correct. truths can be based on all of those different views of the truth can be based on the same facts. That's right? Right. It depends on your lens. That's right and how you're looking at that, those facts. And absolutely, I think that has always existed. What's interesting to me okay. is that at this point, I, it's, it's less about the, the angle that someone takes on reality. And I guess I, I, it made me think of that because when you were talking about there are racial differences, because there are differences, right? in the races. There are, there are and, some. And the things there that are. you talked about, whether or not you're more likely to be a leader or other, are not, you know, just differences that have been at all, you know, proven in the facts, right? Verified. But some people take the, 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 the differences that do exist and extrapolate that to some things that they want to be the truth, right? So, so I think what is interesting about this time you were talking about why am I having these nightmares? Is that right? I think we have lost even the facts now are fuzzy, right? You, I can I, because there was a time when, and and just as we're talking about, I understood. Okay, these are the facts, and I understand how someone could view them in this light and see this as their truth, based on the same fact. The fact was mm-hmm. the same. My mm-hmm. truth was different because mm-hmm. I look at the facts differently. I think we're at this. Okay. This is where I do think this is a unique point in time. And so maybe this is where we do differ. Where I feel like the facts have become more fuzzy and muddy. And I, 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 or maybe it's just that no one believes the facts anymore. But, and, and maybe this goes to the heart of it, that we have lost trust in the institutions that we used to rely on for facts. 
Okay. So I, <laughs> that I guess was a big just, ass just breath. To, <laughs> because you, you said a lot, so it was I a did. lot to digest. I did. I, did. I, I actually um, felt like I said a lot. <laughs> so so let's 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 try to break that down a little bit. Oh, thank you. What I heard Help you me. say Help was me. that the facts are the facts. And, used to be. Used um, to be. We have. Well, if if the facts were concrete decades ago, aren't they still concrete now? That's the question. I mean, you may, I, I, you, you I, may have a question about whether or not people are making concerted effort to hide the facts, conceal the facts, mask the facts. Okay, let me let me give but you an the example. The facts must still be the facts. No, let me give you an example. Okay. And 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 again, it gets back to what I was saying is I I rambled my way to the conclusion, which is that we've lost trust in the institutions that we used to trust to give us the facts. So let me give you an example. Someone and asked I want to me, so that. someone said, and, and yes, so we'll, we'll definitely get back to that final conclusion I had. But to your point about are the facts still the facts? I don't think so. And the reason I say that is because let's take, for example, during this pandemic, right? Um, the governor mm -hmm. of Georgia said that the the um the death rate was going down you know one of the things they've told us is that the fact is <laughs> if you see the data and the 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 number of of uh i don't remember actually i don't don't quote me if it was new cases or deaths have been going down then that's when you know you've kind of gotten over the hump right that that peak that we you know are all talking about and and yes, right. you could go into another peak, but that's beside the point, right? That's when you can start thinking about opening up and you can start. Um, so that was kind of the factual rationale. Then I saw some, some articles about how um, the data is collected based on, um, you know, uh, tests that are taken weeks before. So you actually don't see the results until later and then um, some of the deaths are not recorded uh, that are coronavirus related that should be attached to it. So you don't, so, so then, then it muddied those facts. And, and not that that hasn't happened before, but I feel like it's happening at a new level now where I just got to the point where I was like, I don't know if the governor's right, if this, and then I, then I'll be honest with you, then I went to the CDC site and the CDC site had the number going up, up, up. And then the Georgia Department of, of Health site had the number at like literally at 16. And I think, you know, and I think that was actually new cases. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I don't like the, the, and maybe it's the coordination because of the lack of trust or whatever. So that's what I mean by there used to be, and maybe this gets back to this institution thing, you know, maybe there was sort of an institution that centralized some of this to make sure we were getting a consistent message, you know, hey. So anyway, riff on that. <laughs> That's where I get that from. Well, so I have, um, that, that brings to mind the phrase lies, damn lies, and statistics. Um, oh, I don't know that phrase. You bring me new phrases all the time. Well, I, I um, probably make them up. <laughs> uh, it sounds good. <laughs> But I mean, that, that appears to be the case where people are 
maybe manipulating the data to suit their needs or to suit their desires. And so I would question whether or not that is truly the facts coming from any one of those organizations because they all have an agenda. Um, and it all might slice data in different ways to tell a story that they want to tell. Uh, and I think that's always a problem when, when you potentially have different people with, with different purposes trying to put out information. Um, but but to, I guess that brings us to the issue of whether or not we can trust or who we can trust with the facts. And, you know, it's a very good question. I, you know, I, I, I find it difficult to trust anyone when they're spewing facts, supposedly. Uh, and, I, and I know that's a terrible way to live, but you know, when, when asked questions that I don't have firsthand knowledge of, I often will respond, well, that's what such and such said, or I got that from such and such place, but I have no way of knowing if that's true or not. Because I think agendas have to be questioned whenever you get information from someone. So, I mean, maybe that gets to what you're saying. We, we, we can't trust the sources. I guess my question is what sources could we ever trust? Um, well, especially as, I'm glad you, you asked know, that question. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you have an answer for it. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't have an answer. I'm going to just read you something I uh, read in Malcolm Gladwell's latest book, Talking to Strangers. And he mentioned okay. that in Russian folklore, there is an archetype called, I don't know how to pronounce it, but Euro Divi, I think, but it's the holy fool. And this is a fool. social misfit, the holy fool, yes. And this person is eccentric, off-putting, sometimes even crazy, who nonetheless has access to the truth. And it says, okay. nonetheless is actually the wrong word. The holy fool is a truth teller because he is an outcast. Those who are not part of existing social hierarchies are free to blurt out inconvenient truths or question things the rest of us take for granted. And he goes on to say that every culture has its version of the holy fool. And um, it really, uh, the, the, I guess the key thing is that the holy fool is someone who um, we need in our society from time to time. They perform a valuable role. Um, you know, they, the statistics say that the liar and the con man are rare, but to the holy fool, they're everywhere. Um, but, you know, the, the key thing is that it would be a disaster if we can't, if we're all holy fools. If we all, you know, were thinking that everyone was deceiving us at all times, you know, there is a lot of effort we take scrutinizing uh, the people around us. And he says, the advantage to human beings lies in assuming that strangers are truthful. And as he puts it, the trade-off between truth default and the risk of deception is a great deal for us. What we get in exchange for being vulnerable to an occasional lie, and I'm going to come back to that, is efficient communication and social coordination. The benefits are huge and the costs are trivial in comparison. Sure, we get deceived once in a while. That is just the cost of doing business. So my question is, have we gotten to this point where the lies have become so prevalent that we're all in this place where 
facts can no longer be facts because we are so distrustful. You know, it's interesting when you were describing the holy fool, I, I was starting <laughs> to get offended. Um, <laughs> I was wondering if you were talking about me. <laughs> Malcolm might have been, I wasn't. Um, because, you know, it's, I do have a extreme and, and it and it holds me back. I do have an extreme distrust of information that I get from other people. Um, I do. I really do. I mean, when I hear the state of Texas saying that we should go back to work because the number of COVID cases are under control, um, you know, I can't believe that. So I'm find myself spending an hour going to the CDC site or 10 different news outlet site to, to look at the numbers and come up with my own conclusion. So, um, you know, some people just accept it and run off with it and, and you can't tell them anything different. So I guess those people don't distrust the sources, whatever sources they, they put faith in and, you know, they, they live happily ever after, I guess, um, whether or not they know the truth or not or whether or not they know the facts or not. Um, so when you say, can we, I don't think it's the majority of people that distrust the, the keepers of the information, uh, which may mean it's the majority of people that have their, their eyes closed or their heads in the pillow. Um, hmm. I don't know. Okay. I, Do you I think disagree. The majority, you think, I think, you think the majority of the people distrust the sources? I think more people than ever before. I'm not even going to say whether it's a majority or minority. Okay. I think it is, to use another Malcolm Gladwell phrase, it is at a tipping point where we are, it, it can, could cause us cons considerable havoc, just as he talks about, because we have a critical mass number that are not believing what is said. It is the reason why, you know, you get civil wars and you get, you know, so I think it is, it is causing more division um, because there is this doubt and skepticism and really sort of distrust of, um, of others that exist that I think causes people to kind of get their defenses up that, that um, could, I mean, I, I think there are, you know, when you were talking about, um, we were already talking about the truth, right? And I think for the people, and we talked about this on the last show, I think for the people for whom opening up is absolutely critical to their business, to their livelihood, to their life, you know, I don't want to hear a different truth. So I'm going to go with it. And it's not that necessarily I don't believe it. It's that what other option do I have? If I go look it up and find out that the other thing is true, I'm, I got other stress and anxiety and, and you know what I mean? So, so it, it, it forces me to kind of let me believe this for now <laughs> and, and, and move forward um, in order to move forward. So I, I think that's, that's where we are is it's this, um, I was talking to, you know, someone else about something similar and it was kind of, it's kind of like, it's this perfect storm um, that we're in right now that is, causing us to to fight with one another and as a result to kind of 
get in our corners and, and read those facts as whatever our truth is. And, and similarly, speaking of, again, this book, talking to strangers, not be able to talk to one another in any kind of rational manner because we've lost that sort of central anchor point that we had. And, and to me, it, it, is, it is so frustrating and so angering um, personally. I mean, not, not, I'm not angry at anyone, but just how we got here and, um, and what we can do to stop it. So it's interesting. Um, I, don't, I don't disagree that the discourse between sides, if they're sides, um, and, and the sides may change depending on what the issue is, uh, is at, at a very high level, um, very, very high level. And, and at a dysfunctional level, yeah. um, I, I do, I do that, you know, I don't know. Um, well, you know, I, I, I wonder what's really going on. I mean, when you talk about the people that want to open up because their livelihood is at stake, um, you know, th those are, that is happening on different levels. You have some people who have no savings whatsoever. And they want back to work because they won't be able to put food on their table if they don't. Right. Um, and and a lot of those people understand the risk, um, but they're faced with a choice between potentially exposing themselves to a deadly virus, which may only be one or two percent or point one or two percent deadly, and not putting food on their table. And and that's a very hard choice for a lot of people. Um, but then you have people who, and I, I just say that are at a um, more of a managerial or an owner level, and those people want to save their businesses, and they're not really facing the same, you know, they can send other people out to face the viruses and their businesses can be successful. Um, yeah, and I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Well, I think, I think, I think they, that's... I think they know full well what the facts are for them. I don't think they're confused. I don't think I, they I don't, don't know who to I trust. Don't, but I don't think either level of that that you just mentioned are confused. To your point, I'm not saying that either level is, but I think both levels have a, a, a very good justification for not digging in and, and trying to find an alternate, you know, sort of uh, perspective because the, the perspective as it's laid out to them, the truth as it's laid out to them, to use our word, is, is, is convenient, right? It's not the inconvenient truth. It's convenient. It says, okay, someone said this, someone in, you know, some leadership position, and that works for me, Right whether it's a dire that works for me in terms of someone who they again, their life livelihoods um, depends on it. Or if it's a, Hey, my business depends on it. And yes, I might be fine personally, but I might, you know, so, so I, but I don't think that that is, it is, I think the, the, like I was saying, the critical mass. So the numbers of people that are on the, the two sides of the fence, if you will, um, that want to mm -hmm. or do see it differently. And 
if if anyone when they do see something a certain way or or have at least something that they think contributes to their truth when they get backed into a corner they're going to defend their truth and and that's right. what i'm saying in terms of the more we have this this the 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 more people on each side of the fence and this is what this this pandemic environment has created this economic environment has created this health environment has created the more you have the the potential for really major havoc and that's my concern and i and i guess i mean where we go from here is i mean you know and i've talked about this to you before is i feel like yeah we could we could talk about why it is and historically how long it's been and stuff but as as you and I like to do, what 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 can we do to alleviate it? Uh, and before I, before I ask you that question, let me say this one thing. Yeah, because please, you, what? What? Yeah, you gotta give me more time to answer that question. <laughs> Go, ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and speak some more. <laughs> so, please, anyone that's listening to this, don't pass on things willy nilly because it fits your view of the world. Because um, I think that is one of the small things that I think we can do on an individual basis. Um, you know, I think there are, there are sort of concentric circles, right? There's the, the, the layers of the onion. And if you share it with your, your group that you can talk to about it and, and kind of get perspectives and be open about it, I think that's fine. But when you kind of, especially using social media and the internet, to put things out there um, that you haven't taken the time to look at the source, to, to look at what they're actually talking about and see how you feel about it and what you think about it. That is where a lot of this comes from because then it just creates ripples. And it's like the telephone game, ultimately, because it, it starts to change just a little bit with every repost, every forward, every share. And, and I just would ask for people that are of the mind to, to try to help with this, to, to refrain from doing that. Share your opinion, certainly. But before you forward on stories from others that got it from others that got it from others, take a breath. That's my, that's my current only sort of call to action for, for people around this this really, I'm, I'm, I'm scared, this potentially dangerous um, sort of place that we find ourselves. Well, you know, that's interesting that you, you, you took that moment to, to make that public service announcement. Um, because as you talk about trusting in the outlets, uh, I do think one thing that has changed is we have a very big outlet, unregulated outlet. Mm. Uh, maybe it was never, maybe, maybe none of the outlets were ever regulated. But even a, and, and, and I, don't, I don't mean this about any individual, but an unsophisticated outlet that it used to be that journalists, for example, were expected to do some research, yes, try to understand an issue before they put out an article. Yeah. And whether or not they did a good or bad job about that, that was at least the charge of those journalists. Now everyone's a journalist. Hmm. Anyone who can get a few followers to get a few followers to get a few followers mm. now is a mouthpiece and can spread information, um, lies, damn lies and statistics or any other thing they want to spread. Uh, and, and I will agree with you. That is extremely dangerous. Mm. Uh, if the 
recipients of those snippets of information don't realize that, you know, this is, you know, this, this, there's no basis behind this. Um, and so, yes, as much as I think it is great that we have all these outlets to express ourselves and you and I are expressing ourselves through this podcast, which is available in many different venues. Um, you know, obviously I think that's a great thing. There is no, there is no regulation of it though. And we have to be careful when we just pick things up and run with it, like you said. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, if I, if I were to look at, you know, our podcast and, and maybe, maybe, maybe that will cause us to change. Maybe we'll say, please keep in mind and maybe we'll add to the, to the disclaimer on it, that these are the opinions of the hosts and, you know, um, contribute to the conversation. Um, Maybe that's, that is a a piece of um, advice for us. But I also think that you and I both, we really make an effort just as you were talking about journalists do to, to to at least be somewhat considerate of what we're saying and and who we're potentially offending and that kind of thing and i think there's there's less of that sort of compassion that exists today um now having said that yes i think i think we're still a a perspective base so again maybe that's this is this is our opportunity to to take our own to eat our own dog food and to 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 have that disclaimer and be very clear that these are our, our perspectives and, and what we're sharing are, you know, things that we've seen and that lead us to our conclusions. Um, but I, I do appreciate you, you know, kind of kind of talking about the, the perhaps one of the other reasons why we are at a different point, you know, and the, the, the pimple is, is, is popping. <laughs> I had to bring it back in, you know, sew it on up. Uh, is because we do have this this basically venue where anybody and everybody can dump stuff out there, right? And and I'm gonna have to send this episode to Malcolm Gladwell because I have to go back to <laughs> his first book, The Tipping Point. What's up, Malcolm? <laughs> um you know, you have all of these types of people, right? You have these connectors, you have these, and and they're called on social media now, influencers, right? Um, But they are people that they can get out there and when they have something and they talk about it and they, they, they advocate for it, certainly, other people take that as a fact. You know, uh, the, the, the irony here is that I think hashtag facts is probably more common than, <laughs> than it's, it's one of the most common hashtags. And I think we probably have less <laughs> that that is attached to that is an actual fact than, <laughs> than ever before. So, yeah. So I, I, I guess the, the fact that the fact that these channels exist really requires us to, in the words of Superman's uncle, <laughs> with oh, great power. Superman's uncle. I, I was like, I've always loved Spy- this. That was Spider Man. Oh crap! Spider-Man. Okay, <laughs> didn't Spider Man's uncle? But didn't Aunt uh, May? We're gonna have to no? okay. kick you out the Marvel universe. <laughs> All right. Well, you know. I was about to uh, say, who is Superman's uncle? 
<laughs> Uncle Ben said that to, ben. to Peter Parker. But didn't Aunt May's husband also say that to Superman? Maybe was, I was watching was Smallville. That Aunt May's husband was. Oh, no, I'm talking about, no. Aunt, Aunt May is in Spider-Man. I know. That's but... okay. <laughs> we'll get it together. Okay, random aside. Going back. <laughs> This is a, a little bit of lightness in, in this very heavy topic. So with great power comes great responsibility. And we have all been given just a piece of there great There we go. Um, so, so my end, I hope the end justified the means to get there. <laughs> and I think we all need to take the responsibility that we have uh, to all of the people that follow us, subscribe to us, et cetera, very seriously. And, and understand that we have this, this environment and this, this risk that we have of, you know, proliferating perspectives and truths that could ultimately cause harm. So I guess I need to stop telling people to hit their bodies with tremendous ultraviolet light because um, I picked that up from our president and I don't know if there's any basis of that. So I, I, I guess your call to action is speaking very personally to us, uh, <laughs> me as an individual. And that was a joke because I hadn't told anybody that. I, but, I, um, I, I, agree with I know you. your sense of humor, so I knew that was a joke, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Even though in, injecting disinfectant does sound intriguing, but um, I mean, I think well said with, 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 Power comes responsibility, uh, and we have to make sure uh, those with a mouthpiece, those with an audience, have to make sure and have a responsibility to leave your audience a little, you know, better off than they were before they heard the words that you speak. Uh, and the only way you can do that is to make sure you you have some uh, responsibility with the information that you give. Um, so we're going to do that. We're going to up our game as well. Um, and, 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 you know, our, our sole purpose, our sole purpose is always to, to, to um, prompt thought. Um, and that's, that's what we're hoping to do with this show. Uh, we don't want you to adopt our ideas. Um, we're, we're much better off if you share your ideas with us so that we can learn from you. So please give us some feedback. Um, write us a note and, and we'll respond accordingly. Um, but yeah, so post-fact world. Unfortunately, we are in a post-fact world. Um, I don't want T-Leak to keep having these nightmares, so let's do our best to, can I, can to take I, tiny steps to fix. Can I, based on what you just said, can I give one more call to action? All right, we can always <laughs> give calls to action. <laughs> And remember, this is our perspective. <laughs> so we talked about with great power comes responsibility. I, I think the other thing actually does have to do with what we would like to achieve with this show, which is we're putting questions out there that we hope start conversations that encourage you, as Jag said, to think, to really develop your own perspectives, but not push those perspectives on others and to remain open to having conversations that are not, you know, battles, 
but that are truly open conversations where you're listening to the other person's perspective and, and really trying to understand how they've arrived at that, given what we have in terms of this sometimes conflicting set of what some people are calling facts. So please understand and be compassionate to the fact that there are many truths out there and my truth, Jag's truth, your truth is not the only truth. And so we, the, the, respons the other responsibility that we have is to really be open to how others have arrived at their truth. It does not mean we have to change ours, but it has to, we, I, I believe it is our responsibility to acknowledge that that exists in order for us to all coexist together. Um, that's really what, what I, I think I want to avoid is us coming into so much conflict that it really just does us more harm than good. I don't think any more can be said on that. There are no stupid so, questions. So we agree. <laughs> there you go. No stupid questions. It's Post a wrap. world. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions. <laughs>